Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Totally Indian Football Show with me, your host Siju, and uh, we are yet again back with a very interesting and a fascinating guest on the show. Uh, as always, uh, I think we all we already up our games, you know, with regards to uh, the guests that we feature. I am joined by uh, Mr. Fabio Ferreira. He's the technical director at Srinidhi Deccan FC. And I think since the time this team had its inception in Indian football, it has been in the news for all the right reasons. And uh, probably the credit does go, one part of the credit goes to Mr. Fabio Ferreira because he's been in Telangana working with the Football Association as well previously uh, before joining the club. His expertise range from, you know, he's been the head coach there at the sub-junior team level. But his expertise, uh, he has several degrees up his sleeve as well. Uh, in sports science, in training of high performance, and he's a port- he comes from Portugal. And uh, yeah, so let's get to know more about him and his time here in India and Indian football. Fabio, thank you so much for joining the show and welcome. Good morning. Good morning, Siju. Good morning, everyone that are listening to us. First, thank you for uh, having me on the show. It's really a pleasure being able to to share some insights about Indian football and what this great experience it has been so far. So I'd like to thank you for that. Pleasure. Pleasure is all mine, sir. Let's kick start then. How did you land in India? Let's start from there. And what pushed you to leave the comforts of your country and come down here? I came down in 2018. That's when the, the owners... The Srinidhi Group owners have decided to have some different investment and different uh, approach with regards to the football development in Telangana and also in the country. I was already uh, working outside Portugal. I was working in the United States as a youth development coach for elite teams. And uh, due to some work that I have been developing in Portugal with different colleagues, this opportunity as a rise and then I got in touch with the owners and there was a long process, uh, interviews. I have visited India even before taking any decision to understand what was the context, what was the vision. And then after that process and our ideas were aligned, either mine and the owner, it was an easy decision when I see the project and what kind of challenge I'll be facing. Uh, it was something really uh, motivational for me, also because I came at a young age and I had something in hand that I felt that we can really make a difference together. Keeping that in mind, after those initial rounding meetings, with this happens in March 2018, if I'm not mistaken, we have taken a call to, to go ahead and then in May I joined. Great. And I think since then, you've not just uh, been part of the club, but also uh, at the ground level in the state of Telangana, closely working with the association there. You know, what was your experience like, you know, working at that uh, grassroots level? And uh, what changed or did you have a perception about Indian football or about the state before you could come? And what did uh, surprise you or how did you kind of get to it uh, after you were here? Before coming, obviously, there was some research being done to try to understand the context and the ecosystem. At the grassroots level, that was your question. We don't have much data, honestly speaking. Uh, we didn't have in 2018 and currently we still don't have. There, are, there have been improvements done on those grounds. Uh, also, thanks to 
AFF and the member associations, there is some effort, for example, the project Baby Leagues and different other projects, but the data is not much. So it was not easy for me to, you know, to have any opinion form about what will be the grassroots before coming and check the reality in the ground. After coming, obviously the state of Telangana and the city of Hyderabad, it has a rich past history in football, but as we all know at the moment, we are not one of the top states in the country with regards to football. And one of our jobs is exactly to try to change that. And uh, I think we are in a, a good way, in a good pathway. We are in the right direction. But in football, things also take time. We cannot expect, you know, from today we are at some level and tomorrow things will be different because that will be realistic and we need to understand the reality. With regards to the football in the state, when I came, as you said, I was working with the state association. So I came in May. In June, July, we start the selections for the sub junior teams in the 40s. Uh, so that was my first experience. And... Uh, one of the surprises was the way that the trials were conducted, to be honest. After a few weeks of being in India, I had been exposed to that context and the things were really different from what we are used to. Adaptation was easy also because of the support of the local officials and the, our chairman also. But yeah, that was, I would say, the major difference that I faced. But then also I took lead on that process, selections process. And uh, see, the quality, what we were seeing, obviously, there are differences. In 2018, there were differences. There are differences today when we compare to Europe. But on the other side, also, it was surprised to see a bunch of players that there is really some talent and some potential. And probably if those players would have been exposed to the right context when they were, let's say, eight years old or seven years old, when they came for the trial in 13 or 14, probably they would be showing a much higher level of performance. Nonetheless, on that year, uh, we were able to select a competitive group of kids. And uh, with that, we went for the sub-juniors, we became South Zone champions. We went for the finals in Arunachal Pradesh and we finished in six in the country. So it was the first experience and it was a positive one and a good change. And also realized it made people realize that maybe we can achieve something in a couple of years with Telangana. If we are achieving now, why not give some continuity to this process? So that also really comes into picture. Obviously, when I came, the project was to establish all the foundations of the club, grassroots youth development programs. And after that uh, South Zone stage in November, we, we start our Elite Academy. Right. This, I think my next point would have been about, you mentioned about the grassroots and the youth teams. And we see Srinidhi also putting emphasis on that aspect. And we have seen in the recent past, in fact, probably when the episode is out, uh, we would see still the action going on with uh, different kinds of youth premier leagues and uh, the RFDL that's going on. So we've seen Srinidhi's presence everywhere, you know, from the start, like I mentioned in the beginning. How important it is for you to now use this platform. As you mentioned, you see the good talent, you see good potential in the state with the kids and you say that they lack the guidance at the right time. So how important and key is this platform where you are to use that for the benefit, you know, for those potential kids through Srinidhi? Srinidhi provides a platform for kids from 5 to 18 years old. They can join us 
And at the moment, we have allied teams and full scholarships from the under-13s onwards. Below that, we do not have yet, although it's in, it's in plan, it's in the pipeline. What is important for us also, because we cannot do anything alone, right? If it's just our club or if we don't have the support of different stakeholders, it, things become difficult. Yeah. And I think it might take some more time for parents to realize the importance of, you know, expose the kid at the early stage to the right context of development. And they have some seriousness, but probably not enough compared to what we see in different countries. When kids with five or six years old are exposed, I wouldn't call it a light training, but there are some strictness training and program uh, that is there. So the support of the parents, you know, to bring the kids to the sessions, to take them home, to bring them three, four, five times a week, it's really important because we as a club, we cannot reach everyone. And for example, we cannot have residential kids with six or seven years old. Right. We don't agree with that. Keep the kids away from their families or break their routines. Stopping them being a child, that is also not something that we as a club uh, feel it's right. So at that young age, it's important for the parents to, to realize, okay, it is important to have some commitment so that five, six years later, they can be at a different performance. We are trying that with our parents. We are trying to, to make them understand and make them realize if there is some talent uh, and if the parents have some ambitions or the kids have, they like, they are passionate about the game and they like to play, to have some commitment at early age. And then later on, we'll be taking care and then the most of the support will be given by us once they can become, for example, a residential So that also comes with the mindset change and with the cultural change, which it's not easy and it's a big challenge. And again, it comes to the ecosystem where we are here in Telangana, in which we know that football culture is not like Kolkata or Kerala or, or Goa. So now, the let's say the football ecosystem in the city and in Telangana, everyone knows about Srinidhi. Uh, everyone knows that Srinidhi brand is trustworthy, it's reliable. They know what we are doing at the youth level and now people approach us uh, in a different way to probably okay, this is my kid, can you help me with the kid? Uh, which was not happening five years ago. Uh, until we have that full committed commitment from the parents and everyone, that might take, again, some more time. But as I said, I believe we are in the right track. Right. And uh, let's talk about now probably the performance on the pitch by the senior teams and uh, the season that's gone by. I-League, I think you guys made all the noise and in a good way, you know, fighting for the title from the game first. You guys had our attention. But I think, uh, you know, towards the end, I think, I don't know, was it the pressure, things not going in favour. Uh, it's just changed and changed in a way that it was a huge impact because uh, you guys finished second on the points table in I-League uh, and it was a 10-point you know, difference that came by with Punjab taking the title. Six games, five, six games, losing on a trot towards the end. Yes, it definitely adds up. I'm sure uh, the team was dejected. But how do you assess the season that's gone by? Uh, only looking at the I-League performance and we'll come to the Super Cup in a bit. When we look at the I-League from the internal perspective, it was a positive season and it was a good season. There are a couple of things that we need to understand when we start, let's say, the league or the professional department project, which is uh, 
obviously our goals and our targets, what kind of investment can be done to achieve that, and what kind of investment are the other parties, when I mean the other parties, probably our opponent clubs doing, uh, and are we able to compete with that or not? So since the very beginning, we knew that we had a team in place capable of compete, uh, putting on a good show, not only about winning, but winning the matches with quality. And uh, since the beginning, our target was aiming at the top three, which should be doing the same or better than our inaugural season in ID. With the season going on, we understood that, okay, there is potential to achieve more. And obviously, as you said, at the end, there were two or three performances that we could have done better. And uh, that was assessed and internally discussed. Although those two or three performances that probably were key for the end result of the season um, cannot you know, erase what has been done so good for the, let's say, these two seasons that we have been in I-League. So from that perspective, um, season was positive and we were happy about it. In the other end also, it's important to realize that there are many things that we as a club we cannot control. And if we do a deep analysis to what was happening in the ground, our games, not only our games, outside also, realized that that 10 point difference probably it's happened because of our lack of competence in some moments but not only because of that and because of external factors that we could not control and probably it happens in football whoever is the entity is responsible we are working towards to try to minimize that impact but still there is a long way and a lot of work to be done uh, but yeah, I would say that all these things putting together, it gives us 10 points difference. Although the season was good, the performances and the level, the kind of football that we showed probably, it was, if not the best, one of the best in I-League. Unfortunately, at the end, we were not able to make more points than our opponent and we finished second. Yep. Now, coming to the Super Cup tourney, when Super Cup was making its return after, I think, two, three years, we had stopped in the middle, in the middle and uh, it's always fun to have a cup tournament, right? Where uh, there's more aggression, there's more action involved, more of competition involved. And it's also a place where we see both ISL and I-League teams come ahead, come against each other. And I think for once, it is settled that just because you're an ISL team, you have to be better than an I-League team. Uh, just talking about the performance level. Now, even there, I think you guys finished second, uh, almost regarding through permutation combination, you all went out. But overall, as you said, it's definitely been a great season. So how do you, when you look back at the season, what are your major learnings that you will take forward in the upcoming one? See, in terms of learnings, obviously, uh, and if we are talking in, in this case about the first team performance, as a club, there are a couple of aspects that we need to improve. One is related to the team building, probably some key positions. We need to, to look at what kind of options we need for that positions and how many options. Um, in terms of, I would say, operations or, you know, in terms of structural arrangements for the club, we are in a pretty good position and we are fortunate enough to have our own facilities and we don't have those kind of challenges. But 
there are certain aspects that we can optimize so that we hope that our place performance can also be optimized on, on the field because when we come to the top level, then all detail matters. And there are a few details that we need to improve. Obviously, there is always space to improve. And then, see, in terms of, I don't know if I would say institutional relations or we can call it many things, but we as a club, FIB is a new club. We don't have a strong fund base. We don't have, let's say, a heavy presence in the Indian football ecosystem with regards to funds or, you know, even political, let's say, in some states, we see that clubs are supported by the governments and they have that, that they are fortunate enough for that and it really, it really helps. Uh, here it's not the case. It's a fully private entity. And all of those things together keeps creating us challenges throughout, throughout the season. Obviously, it seems that it's not easy to solve some of them. But our job is just to whatever we can control and those things have been identified. We will work towards that. It will be improved. And then hopefully the targets can be met. Yeah. Now, talking about the performance of the youth teams, we did mention about how they've been playing a lot of them. And I think this year has seen a rise of a lot of youth competitions uh, in the under-17, under-20s categories. And seeing the emphasis that you also want to put uh, where you want to create that ecosystem in the state so that helps and benefits the country as a whole. What do you have to say uh, about the youth system that we have in place and seeing a rise? I think it's a slow rise, uh, definitely. But uh, how much more do you think we have to put an emphasis on having game time in that crucial period of growing stage? There are a lot of good works and good initiatives being done through AFF and uh, we are on the right track, I can tell you. The, the major stakeholders whoever is involved on the, let's say, the youth development system in the country, we have clearly identified what are the challenges and uh, what are the areas of intervention that we need to intervene and, um, and change so that in two, three years, we can be meeting the targets of, let's say, what is the vision 2047 and the targets for 2026. Uh, established uh, by AFS. So, see, the systems in place at the moment, as I said, there are challenges, you know, like the number of matches or the calendar of the matches and the scouting, the logistics, because the country is, it's like this, India is like a continent, right? And we all know that. So, yeah. it's not managing Indian like countries, not managing like a country like Portugal. So, there are many challenges that, but the good thing is that those challenges have been identified and recognized. Um, I can tell you that. And people is willing to work towards that. So that for sure in two, three years, the 10 matches that we might have, let's say at under 17, if you go group stage and you go to the final of the recent tournament, those 10 matches will become in 30 or 40, which is really good and it, it is our target. That will help us to improve not only the players, obviously, but also our coaches, right? Because if our coaches are not exposed to regular competitions, how can they assess themselves? How can they benchmark themselves to, to the others? And when they come in some moments, they lack some experience, which because they are not exposed to that kind of, of competition. So that, I think it will help the whole ecosystem. Obviously, we are 
fallen behind at the moment, you know, with only 10 or 15 matches. But yeah, this will definitely change and works out in progress for that. Yeah. Now, coming to the coaching aspect of when you, now you're working as a technical director, but you also have coaching expertise yourself. We see a lot of Spanish influx in Indian football, whether it's players and the coaches. Even Sinadi had a Spanish coach earlier. You coming from Portugal, what do you, what do you assess? Like, how is, is coaching back in Portugal different? Uh, or what is it that you focus on mainly? And when you hire a coach or when you're recruiting a coach, uh, what is it that you look for, especially at a senior team level? The differences, obviously, see, one major difference, it was related with the culture and the passion for the game that we see, for example, in Portugal, right? It's something that we are born with that and we live with that. So that obviously makes some difference. Then, see, in terms of the coaches, uh, we can just look at a small example for them, what will be the coaching education system in Portugal? Not at the moment, but let's say the coaches who are now 30 years old and above, they were exposed to, to this kind of system. To complete the UFSC license, which is more or less a FFC, AFCC level, it will take you two seasons in Portugal in the past. Mm-hmm. It will have been taking two seasons for me. One related will be theoretical classes and practical classes. And in the second one, we like an internship in a group, in a club with different uh, assessments that you have to complete. And after two years, you'll get your license. Right. Then you need to be working one or two years before you go for B. And then your B license will also take two seasons. For example, here, the C license, two, three modules, and you get your license. So. The kind of exposure there, but they also changed those systems there, but it was a little different. And then it's obviously the education, but also the exposure that we get there, the clubs, the matches, the structural organization. Um, so it's easy for a football coach in Portugal to find from recreational to professional level, although professional always, it's always more difficult to get in, but to find a a club to work with on a regular basis, 10, 11 months a year. Uh, here it's not the case. And until very recent times, we had clubs running their youth programs for three months or yeah. four months in a year. And eight months, coaches are at home or they are in schools. So those kind of these differences will give some more experience, some more exposure to the coaches. And ultimately, they will improve. Right. Uh, so that could be one of the major differences. Then in terms of coaches recruitment, what you were asking me. So you asked for the senior team. Obviously, when it comes to the senior team, we are looking at performance level and perform delivering performance, not like in the youth level where we are looking at developing out individuals as a players. But at the senior team, one of the first things that we identify is whoever comes needs to be identified with the club vision. The second is with the club philosophy and all the way the owners want to see their teams playing. Then in terms of strategy, it's up to, to the coach. Then obviously, we do a deep analysis on how were the previous teams of this coach uh, playing, for example. What value can he bring to our team if he join us? And in terms of value, can be players, can be staff, can be a game style, can be a media presence. So can be many, many things, you know, that we feel that it will help 
our cloud to grow in different areas. So these are the main verticals, the main focus that we have uh, in place. And obviously, it's coaching abilities, which if you see, if we see, for example, Patel and I watched 10 matches of my from the previous teams of my coach, how are they playing to see, okay, does this fit or not? What are their game style? What are their coaching methodologies? We ask them to send us training sessions, for example, in video to see how, how are they on the field. Uh, so this are all part of the process of recruitment. And after doing our analysis, we, we need to take a call. Yeah. Now you've done a degree and you've, you know, you've educated yourself in high performance as well, training in high performance. Uh, if I had to yeah. ask you just plainly, what is high performance for you and how do you define high performance? High performance in sports, it's when, and you say training in high performance, right? So it's when we prepare our bodies or the athletes' bodies to perform or to deliver in whatever sports at a level which is not common to the normal sports sports because some people practice sports, right, to be healthy. But when you look at high performance, the sport that you practice it's not to be healthy, but it's rather done to to achieve levels that nobody achieved before. It might be running faster, it might be swimming faster, it might be jumping higher. And in football, it might be, you know, technical, tactical, as well as physical, understand the game and be able to deliver on the ground. So th that is high performance. It's coming out of the ordinary and what is common and being one, two, three levels above that. Because then also in high performance, we have different levels. Like in India, we have second division professional players, high league professional players, and Indian super league professional players. So it's different levels of, let's say, high performance. So yeah, high performance is prepared the, the athletes to deliver at higher level than the usual. Then when it comes to my experience or my my qualifications, as you said, I have the great sports science, masters in high training, high performance, post degree and technical director. I'm completing now my second master's in football business, UFO coaching license. So it has been a long journey. And in training of high performance for us, it's what I said, we focus a lot on uh, Olympics athletes and what is needed to, to develop an athlete to excel in whatever sport he is. From physiological point of view, psychological point of view, talent identification point of view, maturation, what will impact. So there are many, many factors that we could be talking for hours. Uh, but yeah, it's about preparing individuals and athletes to deliver at a higher level than what is the common. Right. Finally, I would let you go before uh, now. I just want to ask you finally that recently you were part of the meeting that happened in Delhi uh, with AIFF where the FIFA delegates uh, were here discussing about talent development, you know, the FIFA new program that uh, Mr. Wenger heads and they're trying to do something in more of talent development across all the countries. Now, your initial thoughts and what do you think about your thoughts on this entire project that FIFA has started? The project uh, Talent Development Scheme, that's how, that's how it is called, is an initiative where FIFA leaves there is talent everywhere and one of the goals is to level up the level of the, the football competition across the world, right? So if you see in the World Cup, since the inception of the World Cup, there has been, I think, eight winners on 
and we have many, many additions. So the goal is to try to balance the competitive levels. And for that, obviously, it starts from the foundations, grassroots levels, use development level, and prepare a pipeline of players that in a few years' time, they can compete at the highest level, and in this case, representing in the national team. So that is one of the purpose of the project. And for that, all the stakeholders are committed. There are some good discussions in, in, in that way, and everyone is committed to, to work together, to come up together, ensuring that there will be a proper pathway for youth development in the country across the different states. Um, and as I said before, the challenge I identified, and I believe in the next upcoming months, there will be more initiatives, more discussions, and a plan will be put in place, which will be executed. And for sure, this time, the execution will give us some outcome, positive outcome, and we'll be able to raise the levels of Amian let's say, football nation, competitive football nation, it will be up and will be able to compete at a different level in a couple of years for sure. Well, Fabio, thank you so much for taking your time out from a busy schedule. Uh, even though the season you. is done, I think for you, work continues. Uh, and thank you for spending time sharing your insights. Uh, we'll probably have you once again uh, going down the year, you know, to talk maybe much more detailed and mm -hmm. uh, also to have a chat with you. So thank you so much for doing sure. this. Thank you so much. Thank you. To all the lovely listeners, uh, thank you for always tuning into our episodes. This is the Totally Indian Football Show. Do share this episode and I'm sure you must have enjoyed this uh, thoroughly. If you did, please do follow and subscribe to our podcast. We're available on all the leading audio platforms. Uh, this is me signing off. Thank you so much.